When we come up against difficult moments with our clients, knowing what to say and exactly how to say it so that we can push them forward without pushback or resistance or them getting defensive is the most difficult thing to know how to do as a coach. I'm gonna go through the top three phrases that coaches mistakenly use all the time that's actually shifting our clients into defense mode and making them push back against the plans that we're putting together for them. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. If you can start to recognize that these phrases are a make it or break it moment and shift them in the way that I'm gonna teach you how to do in this video, you will create breakthroughs so much faster, you will leave your coaching sessions feeling so much more fulfilled and your clients will thank you for truly seeing, hearing and understanding them in a way no other coach ever has before. Let's dig in. So the first and biggest one is not actually a phrase, it's a scenario. How often do you shift into education mode, expert mode, teacher mode, right? How often are you teaching your clients information you think they need to know in order to get them from point A to point B? I see coaches, dietitians, health coaches, wellness coaches, anyone who is helping a client change the course of their life do this constantly. And it feels like the right thing to do, right? Which is why this one is so tricky. It feels like we should be teaching them everything that we know so that one day they won't need us, so that one day they will know everything they need to in order to solve their own problems and get themselves out of ruts and course correct if they need to, right? Which is really noble and really important over the long term. But what I see happening is that we don't know how to hold back. We don't know how to filter what they need to know now from what they need to know three months from now. And so because of that, we fall into this pattern of over-teaching and over-educating, which causes them to resist us. Here's why. When we teach um, more than we should or more than they're ready for, where their brain goes is, she doesn't understand me. Or where their brain goes is five steps ago when they were t you were talking about something that really interested them that was really relevant to where they're at, but you've moved on and they're still back there. So by the end, they just feel totally overwhelmed and lost and unable to really connect the dots around the, the key takeaways that you were trying to get across for them. So when we over-educate, we, we disconnect from our clients. We cause them to pull back if they go, I already know this right? If they believe that they already know this, even if they don't, or if they go, okay, she doesn't get me. Why is she teaching me this? Like this isn't relevant. Or if you've lost them and they're three steps behind you and they're trying to catch up and they just feel helpless. They feel like this is a lost cause. They feel like they should be able to keep up with you because you are the coach and you are leading them. And if there's this unspoken expectation that they need to know everything, but they're not catching it all, they are going to fall into resistance because that is really uncomfortable for them. So here's what you do instead. The first step to avoid this is really to be able to pull out everything that they think that they know about a particular roadblock or scenario or something that is not serving them. Okay, remember, they're coming to you already with already formed beliefs 
around what's going on for them, right? They've been educated before, maybe not properly, but they have been. And so whatever it was that educated them or whoever it was, instilled beliefs into them around this scenario. We need to know what they believe, right? Where's their level of awareness at? What are they actually ready to learn from us? Because if we don't figure out where their level of awareness is, we may over-educate, you know, 10 steps above where they're actually at, and then it's useless. Like they're going to shut down and resist because they don't understand, right? Or if their level of awareness is really high and we don't understand that, we teach them and they're going, yeah, but I already know this. And then we're instantly devaluing ourselves, even though we're trying to elevate our status or our expertise with this client. So the first step is pulling out everything they think they know about a particular problem, scenario, roadblock, whatever, okay? And the way that we do this is we just ask questions, you guys, we just ask. Tell me more about what that meant for you. Tell me more about where you learned that. How's that affecting you in your current life? If you continue to believe this, how do you see that continuing to affect you moving forward? Paint me the picture. Help me understand how this affects you in your day-to-day -day life right now, right? That's how you understand how a belief shapes what they see, what they experience, what they feel, what they think. So we need to understand that before anything else matters. Got it? The second thing is you need to release your need to be right. Okay, remember that this is their journey, not yours. Let's say they believe that there is protein in peanut butter, right? Or eating nuts in excess is a really healthy snack or whatever, right? And you're like, oh, that's not correct. We, we need to educate you around this. Release your need to be right. Is this really harming their journey right now? Is this the most important thing that we need to be talking about right now? Or is there an underlying belief that we need to be looking at? Is there something bigger going on that's actually impacting them far greater than this one is? Okay, and this ties in my third point, which is don't major in the minors. Choose your battles, okay? It's okay if they believe things that aren't necessarily 100% true. That's okay, right? What are the big dominoes we need to correct now so that they can go on and live the life that they want to be living and whether what are the teeny tiny pebbles that yeah maybe it's not correct a hundred percent it doesn't match what we believe but it's not necessarily harming them it's not making that big of an impact so do we really need to belabor it do we really need to shift into teacher mode around every little thing or is it okay just to encourage and help them to see you know maybe that is or is not serving them right now but let's focus on this bigger thing over here first so that we can actually build some momentum for them the fourth and most important thing is you always must attach meaning to whatever it is that you're teaching them. So you've done the first step, which is really understanding the way that they view things. Now you've gone into teaching them around what you see happening or something that you think may be pertinent to the way that they wanna live their life and, and how we can get them to their goals more effectively. Great, you've taught them. We need to attach meaning to it. If we just teach them facts and information, that doesn't mean anything to them. They need to connect why that's relevant for them and their journey. Don't assume that they're connecting those dots on their own because they're not. They're not. They're just trying to catch up and listen and digest and absorb what you're, t what you're talking about. They're not going, oh, so this is why this is relevant to my journey. 
in their head, right? And they're not doing that after the fact either. So in session, after you teach something, explore with them. Can you see how this may affect the way that you're reaching your goals? Can you see how this may affect the way that we work together moving forward? Tell me in your words what you're seeing and how you understand this to be true for you, okay? And the last one, please hold yourself back, okay? You're going to feel this urge to want to teach them everything, right? You want to educate. You are a natural born educator. That's why you're a coach. But it is an art to be able to hold yourself back and give them just what they need to take one step forward. It's an art to hold yourself back and not rush the result. We think when we teach and teach and teach and give and give and give that we're providing more and more value when really we're actually stalling our clients out. We're overwhelming them, okay? So one of the biggest, most powerful things you can do as a leader for your clients is to hold back. And when they want more, to say, okay, but let's look at this. Are you really ready for more? You know, how is this going to affect the way that you're able to adhere to these first sets of goals that we just discussed? Instead of just saying, okay, sure, here's more, right? Because that's the easy thing to do. It's much more hard to say, you know what? I hear you and I know that you're conditioned to always want to do more and more and more, but where we're taking you is to this really peaceful, free place where you don't feel like what you're accomplishing is defining your value. So why don't we practice slowing down this week and exploring just this first set of goals that we just discussed and how successful you can be there. And then next week we can take it a step further. How does that feel for you? Okay. I hope that made a lot of sense. The second thing that we mess up all the time is we ask our clients at the end of the call, do they have any questions? Right? And again, this feels like something we should be doing. This feels really obvious, but here's the thing. When you say, Becky, do you have any questions from today? Again, she's still processing three steps ago, right? She's still thinking through what we just discussed and, and she's going through her schedule in her mind and she's thinking, how am I gonna make this work this week? And this feels a little scary, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Da, da, da. So when you ask her, do you have any questions? You're pulling on the logical piece of her brain and from that logical place, she doesn't have any formulated questions yet. She's still digesting what it is you taught her, what, you, what it is you asked her to do. She's still making sense of it. She's still attaching meaning to the things you just discussed, okay? So when you ask her, do you have any questions? She goes, no, right? Also, our clients wanna make us proud. And so when, when they say, no, I don't have any questions, there's like this little ego boost they get going, I'm a great client, you know, I'm on top of it, I understand things, I'm educated, I get it, whatever. So very often clients will say, no, I have no questions simply because that feels good to say when really there is something going on inside of them that we need to pull out. So what I like to say instead is after every step of the client call, when we're giving them action steps and we're talking through barriers or whatever, and we provide solutions or goals for that week, I like to finish each goal or action step with how does that make you feel? Okay, how do you feel about that? Because now instead of going logically, do you have any questions? We're going internally, how does that make you feel? And now we can tap into anxieties, we can tap into fears, we can tap into anger or resistance. And often we can hear it in their voice or we can see it in their body language when we ask that question. And so that gives us the opportunity to help pull that out of them even if they're not forthcoming, right? We can simply say, you know, I notice um, I'm seeing a lot of resistance coming from you. Help me understand what's going on. What are you thinking about? How is this feeling in your body? You know, what's coming up for you right now? Let's talk about it. 
ultimately, if there's a lack of clarity, your client's not going to do what they say, right? So we want to make sure we pull out the resistance and we talk about it and we pull out their emotions and we talk about it so that it's out and on the table and we have a chance to troubleshoot around it and talk through it and make, make their action steps feel actionable for them. And the third thing that we do that really disempowers us actually and our clients as well is we ask them why questions. So Becky didn't adhere to her plan this week. She went out on the weekend with friends. She didn't do what she was supposed to do. You get on the phone with her and you say, so Becky, why did you go out with friends this weekend instead of sticking to the plan like we suggested on, on our call last week? And she goes, Ugh. I don't know, right? And she's instantly shameful and guilty. She is processing your why question emotionally, right? So what we wanna do is when we're reflecting with the client, we wanna actually pull them, pull their emotions to the side and we wanna approach it logically because this is how we can problem solve with them, right? We wanna know how they felt about that choice. Sure, let's talk about that. But when we're deciding how to move forward, when we're creating, action steps past their boundaries and barriers, it's much more important for us to remove the emotion and go, what happened on Saturday night that made you want to go out with friends instead of doing this, right? Or what happened at that restaurant that made you order X instead of Y? Now, instead of going, oh, I felt frustrated and lonely and anxious or whatever, um, now she's going, well, I was with my friends and Johnny made a comment about my weight and that just kind of made me spiral and so I decided to order the fettuccine alfredo instead of the grilled chicken salad and blah, 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 right? Now she's thinking logically, she's thinking with you as a team. Now you can use that information to actually create action steps moving forward from that moment so that she's better prepared next time. If, if we ask why questions, we're either going to get no answer or we're going to get an overly emotional answer that is not helpful for us to problem solve moving forward or really to dissect what happened in that moment so that we can create a, an action plan moving forward from that moment for the next time this happens. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.